All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Philip Broberg back with the big club. I have five eh, alarming stats, three encouraging signs. Bag Milk's going to stop by and we're going to do a little Black Friday shopping for our beloved Edmonton Oilers. There's a lot to get to on a Friday edition of Oilers Nation every day. So let's jump right into the lead. As always, we are coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio, sportscloset.ca. They do have some Black Friday deals up if you head over to their website or check them out in store as well. St. Albert Mall, Kingsway Mall, and Sherwood Park Mall. Maybe some fresh Canada gear before their big match against Croatia on Sunday. And the wise words of John Herdman, the team's manager. F Croatia. I think that's a fitting with fitting thing to toss into the show quickly here. Uh, all right. It is Black Friday. We're going to talk about the Broberg thing in a second, but I wanted to start uh, today off on a bit of a fun note. Black Friday, when you get some shopping done, get some good deals as well. So what would you buy the Edmonton Oilers right now? Earlier today on Daily Faceoff Live, Matt Larkin said he would buy them a in his prime version of Curtis Joseph. If there was a way to bring back Cujo from the early 2000s and plop him between the pipes for today's Edmonton Oilers and give them some stability between the pipes, Larkin said he would pay whatever price on Black Friday to make that happen. Liam, I'm going to bring you in here. First off, lovely kit. Rocking the uh, the England kit. 
the retro, the retro edition of the England kit. I can't even remember what year this from, but I knew no, it's coming home. It's football, not soccer, Tyler, today. Come on, England. It's been, uh, Twitter's been very funny with all of that today. Uh, so I want to ask you before I give my answer, unless you want me to give my answer first, but what would you buy the Oilers on Black Friday? I, I actually have one. I would buy them a healthy Oscar Clef bomb. That's what I would go oh. with today. Going right go. to the heartstrings. Right, right to the heart. I think that's a good one. I, I You know, Matt Larkin inspired me because I was trying to think of something that was like, could actually happen. I don't think a, a healthy Oscar Clef bomb is going to happen, unfortunately, but that's what I would wish for, a healthy Oscar, Oscar Clef bomb. Someone just put in the chat, Chris Pronger, that wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, I mean, in, in his prime, Chris Pronger, if you could afford it, absolutely. 10 out of 10, would love that. Uh, for me, I, I went with a more like literal, like something I could actually purchase for this team. A, just a big old crate of five-hour energies or Red Bulls or the, the energy <laughs> drink of your choosing. So this team can finally get off to good starts in hockey games. It seems like every night they are either giving up the first goal or they are taking the first penalty and falling behind the eight ball almost immediately. I would buy mm -hmm. this team just a big old crate, big, big case of energy drinks so that they never start another game slow. I wonder if they use those, you know, those little sniff things that give you like a little burst up the nose. Yeah. yeah, That's yeah, a very terrible salt. description. Hopefully. Yeah. The mm -hmm. smelling salts, mm -hmm. you know, just toss those down the bench. Let everyone take a couple before the game and then, Eyes wide open, you dialed in. Maybe that's what they got to do. Maybe smelling them isn't enough. Maybe the Oilers need to start just popping them like like a piece of gum. <laughs> just throw it right in, chew on it a little bit, throw up, wake up all your other senses. I don't know. Something to start games on time. Uh, we are live on the Nation Network YouTube right now. If you're watching there, do me a solid. Hammer that like button. If you're not subscribed to the Nation Network, what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button as well. I am asking you in the YouTube chat, if you could buy anything for the Edmonton Oilers on Black Friday, what would you buy? Twisted said Chris Pronger, like you said. Reed says I'd buy them one Chris Pronger in his prime as well as a Jason Smith in his prime. So maybe you're getting like a BOGO. Ooh, you buy Pronger, they'll throw in Smith for you as well. Reed also say, says a 2006 Dwayne Rollison. CG is in and says a must win tomorrow. Need clean passes through the neutral zone. Forecheck hard for the love of God. Defend in all capitals. Davin says when the Oilers do score first, it always feel like, feels like it happens in the first two minutes. Man, getting an early goal tomorrow would be big. We're going we're gonna to table the talk about tomorrow morning's game against the New York Rangers because we will have an extended version of the Sherwood Ford Giant pregame show coming to you live from Soho tomorrow where we are having mm -hmm. our brunch for Ben Party, which is sold out, by the way, as well. So so stick taps to, ever, to all the nation's citizens who are coming out to the party tomorrow. And I will be there doing this version of the show. Puck Drop is at 11. The show is going to start at 10 tomorrow morning. So make sure you tune in here on the YouTube as well as on our Twitter and our Facebook for a one-hour version of the pregame show. Uh, we do have news that Philip Broberg has been called up to the Edmonton Oilers. Marcus Niemalainen is going down to Bakersfield. Mark Spector saying that Niemalainen is going down with a... Uh, the, the organization wants him to work on his play with the puck on his stick. Spectre saying too much glass and out for the year 2022. And I actually think I kind of agree with that. I, yeah. I, I get it. Broberg, everyone loves him because he lays out some big, big hits. 
And that's exciting, right? It catches your eye when that happens. He doesn't make a lot of great breakout passes. He doesn't move that well. He's fine, but I saw people when I when I retweeted the news replying and saying like, oh, this blue line just got even softer. Oh, no. And I don't know if I like fully understand the outrage here again. I get it. Marcus Niemelainen lays some big hits and the Oilers need to be tougher to play against. But if Philip Broberg is going to help you get the puck out of your zone cleaner, that's much more valuable than one or two big hits every couple of games. So I, I like the move to bring up Philip Broberg. I see uh, Chris was asking how much hockey has Broberg played this year? Well, seven American League regular season games. He's got four points in those games as well. All reports are he's looked decent. Uh, Liam, what do you think of the decision to bring up Broberg? Yeah, I guess on, on Nima lining quickly, has he really been the same since Nashville? When he tried to lay out at home, I feel like I haven't noticed him as much as I did for the first couple of games and like with his physicality and stuff. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't disagree with the decision to send him down. I think Broberg is probably an upgrade on the third pairing at the moment over what's kind of been playing there. He's done really well in Bakersfield in his return. Like, granted, he's only played four games, but he's playing like very, very high in minutes, close to 30 minutes a night. So He's definitely got his touches. I know a lot of people were kind of saying like, oh, maybe you should stay longer. And it's like, well, he's probably an NHL player and this team is struggling massively right now. So maybe there's just an extra spark there. And that's what the Oilers are trying to get with Broberg. And eventually like he was going to come up anyway. And like we said multiple times on the show, he, he was pretty much had a spot on this team until he worked his way out of it. So they do obviously believe yeah. he's an NHL player. Yeah, they do. Um, and I think that's the bottom line here. Marcus Niemelainen is fine. But at this point, and I'm not saying he can't be a quality third pairing guy for this team down the line. Right now, the results you're getting with him are replacement level. And with Philip Broberg, I think there's potential for him to be greater than a replacement level defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers. So give that guy a look. There might be growing pains. He hasn't played a lot in the NHL. That's fine. I mean, we're seeing it with a guy like Evan Bouchard. But if Broberg can come in and be a quality third-pairing guy for you, this blue line suddenly looks a lot different um, than it did with the Nima line and Murray pairing. So actually, it's worth noting Broberg was on the ice today at the Prudential Center in New Jersey, which is where the Oilers were uh, practicing. So there is a chance we see Philip Broberg in the lineup tomorrow. I want to move along to our second bullet point on today's show, everyone's been making you know a big fuss about where the Oilers are at right now in the season, and understandably so. It's been underwhelming, and underwhelming might be an underwhelming way to put it uh, if, if you're an Oilers fan. It's just, it's not great. So I went ahead and I dug up five alarming stats for the Oilers, and where am I going with this? We are going to flush out all of the the bad juju. We're just gonna we're gonna get these five alarming stats out of the way, and then we're gonna rip them up. We're going to forget about them, and we are going to move on to what should be a very exciting final 75% of the regular season for the Oilers. So that top stat, the most alarming stat, only 23% of teams outside of the playoffs on American Thanksgiving get in. That's not good. Moneypuck.com has the Oilers at a 20% chance of making the postseason. That is very alarming. They are on the outside looking in right now in the Pacific Division. 20 points. They win their games in hand. They at least move into a tie with the LA Kings. So that's a team that's catchable. I'll have more on this in just a second, but it's how the, the 500 isn't like fire the coach bad. 
but it's how they've kind of gotten here. They've given up the seventh most shots against per 60 at 5v5, according to Natural Statric. They bleed chances, and they bleed high-quality chances as well. That's resulted in them giving up the third most 5-on-5 goals against in the month of November. That's also very bad. This team cannot defend right now. That is on the six defensemen. That is on the 12 forwards. It's partially on the goaltending as well. You know, there's been a lot of nights where their goalies just haven't bailed them out. Mainly Jack Campbell. Again, we'll touch on that. But as a whole, the goaltending hasn't been like atrocious. It's not like this team is 26th, 27th, 28th in save percentage. They're 17th in 5v5 save percentage. You know, there are a couple decimal points away from being in the top half of the league in 5v5 save percentage. They are 500 getting average goaltending. The goaltending, my point here is the goaltending could be worse actually for this team, which is not good. Stuart Skinner has stolen them a couple of games and they're only 500 on the year. So that's why I threw that one in the alarming stats column. They're being outscored and outshot pretty badly when McDavid and Drysaddle are off the ice as well. Being outscored 13 to 7 at 5 on 5 with 97 and 29 off the ice, 13 7. Given up almost twice as many goals as they score when McDavid and Drysaddle are off the ice. They're also being outshot 183 to 159. Not good enough. The depth of this team was supposed to be better this year, and it's not. Those are some very alarming stats with this Oilers team. But like I said, we're done with them now. Okay? We're just going to forget about the first 20 games. We're going to put it behind us, and we are going to look forward And I have some reasons to be optimistic about the Oilers. Three encouraging signs. We are starting with that top one. I know I said the other day on Oilers Nation Radio, Stanley Cup contenders, word for word, I said Stanley Cup contenders don't give a shit about their schedule. They just win. Maybe the Oilers aren't in that category. And it is worth noting that in the month of December, they play more weak teams than they play top tier teams. I broke it down for you. There are 10 teams in the NHL with a points percentage of 550 or better. The Oilers play 15 games in the month of December. Only two of them come against those top 10 teams in the league. It's Seattle and it's the Dallas Stars. Okay, so only two of your 15 games in the month of December are against elite opponents. That's encouraging. The other side of it, there are 12 teams in the NHL with a worse than 500 points percentage, okay? So teams who fail to get a point in every second game, more or less. The Oilers play six of their 15 games in the month of December against those bottom feeder teams, the bottom third of the NHL. So only two games against elite teams, six games against bad teams, the other seven against teams who are more or less in the same spot as you. You're looking at your game against Calgary. You're looking at three against the Minnesota Wild in there. And uh, Montreal would technically be in that in that grouping as well. But the Oilers play more bad teams than good teams in December. That is very encouraging. They should be. It's a skill to beat bad teams. We've seen for years that the Oilers love playing down to their opponents. But you'd rather play bad teams than good teams. That's the bottom line. Their five-on-five shooting percentage will go up. Right now, it's just like a hair over 7%. Last year, it was over 8.5%. Right now, they are 30th in the NHL. Last season, they were 16th. This team is too good and too talented, even when you just consider McDavid and Dreisaitl. Too good and too talented to stay 30th in the NHL in 5-on-5 shooting percentage. More pucks will start going in. You can look at that last game at the Islanders, where a lot of expected goal models had them scoring 5. They got none. The Oilers are 
in a way, getting a little unlucky right now. Their PDO isn't very high. That's kind of the measure of luck that a lot of people use. They're going to, more pucks are going to start going in for this team, is my point. As long as they keep up the same baseline level of play, which we can all agree isn't that good, but even if they only do the baseline level of play, more pucks should start going in. Of their 12 players who have 20 shots on goal or more so far this season, four of them are shooting under 5%. Bouchard and Pugliarvi are the two big ones. Those guys should start scoring soon. They need to start scoring soon for this team. The other two are CeCe and Kulak, so their shooting percentages will probably stay there. But Pugliarvi and Bouchard are two guys whose shooting percentages should start going up right away. The team as a whole should as well. So shooting percentages should start going up. That'll result in more victories. And the final thing is that the Pacific Division is very average. Very, very, very average. LA is meh. Like I said, the Oilers are four points back of them with two games in hand. You can catch the LA Kings and you haven't been playing very good so far this season. The Seattle Kraken, I don't think they're legit. They are going to fall upon hard times. The Vegas Golden Knights are playing out of their minds right now. I think they're going to start coming down to the middle a little bit. I talked about PDO, the Oilers fighting some bad luck. How about the Kraken and the Golden Knights both being top five in the entire NHL for PDO? Two of statistically the luckiest or most unsustainable teams in the NHL are in the Oilers division. That bodes well for this Oilers team. I think Calgary will start to really rack up some points. That is a problem. The bottom third of this division features three of the worst teams in the NHL with the Canucks, the Sharks, and the Anaheim Ducks as well, which brings me to my final point. So far this season, when you look at the Western Conference, the bad teams, San Jose, Anaheim, Arizona, Chicago, and we'll throw Vancouver in there. Five teams. Seattle has played that group four times. They've gone one, two, and one. They've actually been bad against bad teams, which is a little surprising. Vegas has played that group six times already. They're five, one, and oh in those six games. A big reason why Vegas is, as of right now, running away with the Pacific Division, they've played the bottom five teams in the conference six times already. And they've gotten 10 points from them. So they've beaten up on the bad teams. Edmonton hasn't had that opportunity. Edmonton's only played that group of five teams twice. Again, San Jose, Anaheim, Arizona, Chicago, Vancouver. They've only played them twice. That's a bit of a, a point towards how difficult their schedules has, schedule has been. And also that there will be a lot of winnable games down the stretch here. I know I'm running late. I know I got to get to bag milk. But the Oilers only played those teams twice. They've beaten them both times. You got to beat up bad teams. You got to beat the teams in your division. The Oilers haven't had a lot of chances against bad teams. Haven't had a lot of chances against the teams in their division. Last year, that was a big reason why they did well. They beat up on bad teams. They beat up on the teams in their division. So those are my reasons to be, those are my encouraging signs is what I'm trying to say. Let's, uh, it's Friday and I'm late getting to this and I want to get his take on, on everything we've been breaking down so far. So let's get, let's bring in bank milk. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, 
they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's Friday, so you know what that means? It's time for the bro down with bag milk. <clears throat> sorry I'm late getting to you, buddy. How's it going? You should be sorry. You should be sorry. I'm I just sitting got here caught up on a rant. office, staring at stuff, thinking maybe you forgot about me. I saw my name on there. I saw it. It's mm-hmm. there. It's highlighted in orange now. Where were you? Tyler? I can never forget about you. you. I was going to intro you as the man who's back from chasing ostriches in Tabor, Alberta. Yep. I was down there. I, uh, I, I grabbed one out the window of the car, but uh, you know what? When you grab a... I don't know how much how heavy an ostrich is. Like, are they like a two hundred pounds? If you grab a two hundred no, pound bird by the neck, that. probably. I have no man. idea. Like, I know they're massive. I just have no idea how big they yeah. are. Have you uh, fully recovered from yesterday's real life podcast, which which was just a whole bunch of nonsense? Honestly, I loved it. I like. I don't. I don't know why we tend to think that those are bad episodes, but they're just not. By the way, an ostrich three hundred pounds, Tyler. I was Googled it. Yeah. They are big birds. Anyway, but like it was fun. I love there's nothing I love more. It's music to my ears. It's like sweet, sweet poetry when everybody starts yelling at each other. It makes me happy. Chalmers was just on another level yesterday. It was it was so funny. Uh yesterday on the show, I started things off by, you know, 25% mark of the season, giving out some player grades. How many Oilers would you give like a passing grade to for the start of the season? I had I had Skinner, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nuge, and Hyman was in there. So five. Who who would you have in there? Uh, I mean, like if I have to pick someone else other than your five, like can I pick a Vander Kane? He hasn't paid in two, played in two weeks, but like yeah. I pick him. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like there's, the, I'm looking at the stats right now and. I just don't have a whole lot of them because I don't, I never would have expected us to be at the quarter mark of the season and Derek Ryan would be outscoring, yes, a Pooley, Arvey, Kaler, Yamamoto, Dylan Holloway, you know, like, and Evan Bouchard. I, I wouldn't have seen this coming. And Evan Bouchard. Like, there are so many guys that just need somebody to bank one in off their face or their ass or their leg or something right now. It is shocking. And I heard you talking about PDO and like, man, we really need a PDO heater here really, really badly. Yeah, man. And like, again, I, I listed off the five names you'd give a passing grade to. Isn't it damning that like, that's it? Like, there's not even anyone you could aside from maybe Kane, I guess. But again, he's banged up and he scored five goals. Three of them came in one game. Um, it, it's well, yeah, like, that's damning I mean. that you look at the rest of this roster and it's nothing like no one's doing anything. Can I give a passing grade to Clem Costin? Like, I, <laughs> we're really I scraping the barrel here. But like, outside of your list... I don't have anybody like I just 
again, I'm looking through everybody right now and I just, I need more from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Broberg's coming up to the big club. Marcus Niemalainen's going down. I saw some people being like, oh, you just lost the only piece of toughness you have on your blue line with Niemalainen. For me, I'm less worried about that. I'm more concerned about just having six defensemen who can keep up and play well. And I want to see what Broberg can do with an extended look at the NHL level. I'm trying not to get, you know, too optimistic here. I think we need to probably cool our expectations about, uh, about young players stepping in and making an impact. But I think this is like a fine move. I'm not losing sleep over Marcus Niemelainen and going to the American League. It like I understand people being upset though, you know? Like he just adds a different flavor on the back end and maybe like it would be nice if we had more guys like Niemelainen that you just knew on a nightly basis they were going to at least line somebody up. So in that respect I get it, but I'm also with you in that the Oilers just need I don't care who it is. They just need players that can keep the puck out of the zone. Play defense. Like, that is the role. You are the defender. You play defense first. And I don't see a lot of guys doing that right now. And it also takes into the account the forwards. They they need to come back and support the defense more. Like, the Oilers' D-zone coverage right now is a hot mess. And I don't know that Broberg is going to fix it. I think he can maybe help. But ultimately, the players on the ice, the players on the bench, the players in the room, it's going to be up to them to actually do something that makes an impact. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing too. Like we've talked about a lot of trades and what do they need to add, all of this. But there also is the element of like this team with the players in the room needs to be more consistent and needs to be giving better results, right? Like I, I've mentioned a few of them. We had Pugliarvi and Bouchard as two guys who haven't scored or who only have the one goal between the two of them so far. I think you need a little bit more from Ryan McLeod. I think you need more consistency from other pieces on the back end. Like this team, this roster, I think it's too talented to be 10 and 10. I don't know if a well, heater's a necessarily question. coming, but... Let me ask you a question. The other night in the B-Cast, the Oilers lost to the New York Islanders 3-0. Yeah. Ken Holland was taking a lot of the blame in the chat on the B-Cast, and I was like, listen, I don't think it's Ken Holland, right, Like that we should be pointing at. There's a lot of guys that have done zip, and I don't think any of us in September or August would have expected this roster, the forward specifically, to produce so little offense outside of the usual suspects where like, do you think Holland put together a faulty roster or is this just the players in the bench? They need to be better. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to say Holland put together a faulty roster because I don't know, like the Nuge contract right now looks great this season. He's making 5 million bucks. He kills penalties, plays on the power play, might score you 30 goals. Zach Hyman deal is still looking good. Five and a bit going to score you 30 goals. Evander Kane, if he would have stayed healthy, would have scored you 30 goals this year. Hell, he might come back in February and still end up scoring you 30 goals. So I think the way he's built up the top six is great. I think the bottom six not producing, I think Ken Holland put a lot of good pieces in place here. Ryan McLeod should be scoring more than he has. Yes, Apuliarvi should be scoring more than he has. Kyler Yamamoto, if he was healthy, maybe he would be scoring a little bit more. Like There are good pieces here today. And I just... I have a, the only area is maybe that third pairing lefty spot. That's the one thing where I'd be like, hey, we knew that wasn't good enough coming into the year and maybe you should have addressed that. But then I'd sit there and say, with what money? He signed Kulak for a 2.7 whatever. He couldn't afford anything else. I almost wonder though, like, well, hindsight obviously is twenty twenty here, but like, don't you think part of you, Tyler, and I'm not a, like that third left pairing spot wouldn't that have been better served by a guy like a known 
commodity like a Chris Russell over a Ryan Murray. Like at least with Chris Russell, you know that no matter what happens, if he is out there, he is going to throw his body in front of pucks like no one's ever done in this league before. And Ryan Murray just like, he's so soft back there in terms of the lack of physicality. And I don't see him doing enough well to have earned that spot. Like that spot is a big hole to me. Like Nimalina got sent down and it'll be fine because he's going to be playing in Bakersfield. But like, I could have easily seen Murray being waived in that exact same position. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't think Murray is a bad player by any stretch. But when you look at what's on this Oilers blue line on the right side, Bouchard struggling in his own end. Barry traditionally is not great in his own end. And then you went and signed Ryan Murray, who is also not great in his own end. And that's part of the problem is, you know, if that was Chris Russell, at least you'd look at him and be like, hey, block shots, decent in his own end. Can usually get pucks out okay-ish at a decent rate. Like Skates well skates well all of that and you go okay if you have to pair him up with a tyson barrier and evan bouchard maybe the results won't be that bad but now you just have too many guys who are a liability in their own side of the blue line the the others like so in their last 10 games tyler i'm I'm putting together the gdb for tomorrow's game against the rangers yeah last 10 games the oilers have given up 40 goals and only scored 25 now i don't have a degree in advanced mathematics but that's a problem you're giving up four Mm -hmm. goals a game that's that is that is not good by any measure. Speaking of tomorrow's game against the Rangers, who would you go to between the pipes? I think I'd go back to Skinner. Um, I don't think Jack Campbell was the problem whatsoever in against New York Islanders. The first goal, Barry did not have his man on that shorthanded attempt. Second goal bounced in off Bouchard. Third goal, say whatever you want. But I don't think Jack Campbell was the issue against the Islanders. However, he's still working his way back in, you know? I'd like him to have a little bit of extra practice. I'd like him to have some more. Start feeling good about his game because he should feel reasonable about the way he played against the Islanders. Skinner, however, has been playing well all season long. Oilers cannot get swept on this road trip. I'm going to the guy who has given you more consistent goaltending to this point in the season. That, for me, is Stuart Skinner. Who you put in? Yeah, I, I just based on how he played earlier in the week, I don't think you can go wrong with with I, I wouldn't be upset if they went with Jack Campbell is kind of what I'm saying. I think it'd be a fine choice. But if the decision was up to me, I think I'd go back to Stuart Skinner as well. You're right. You can't get swept on this road trip. You need to put a stop here before this skid. It's three games. So you go with your best guy. And right now, your best guy is Stuart Skinner. You're back on home ice against Florida next week. Maybe then you go with with uh, with Jack Campbell. But yeah, I, I think it probably Skinner is two in a row. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think right now where Campbell is at so far in his game, again, played fine the other day. I don't think it's the worst idea ever just to let him start building up some confidence in practice and feeling good about his game. Skinner already feels good about his game. Yeah. Yeah. You could argue that his last game out was probably his worst of the year and twisted here in the chat says, got to give Skinner a chance to redeem himself after last game. Skinner earned that has earned that. And I think that's fair as well. Reed's calling it a yep, Skinner revenge game. Fair. And yeah, it's probably not sitting well with Stuart Skinner that he had that turnover, fell down on the other goal. Part of the reason the Oilers lost, like he probably wants another chance to get in there. So the chat seems to agree that you roll with Stuart Skinner. Uh, it is an 11 a.m. puck drop and we are going to be doing brunch for Ben down at Soho. Going to be doing an hour-long edition of this show live from Soho as well. Uh, we sold that out. 
which earlier today I said stick taps to the nation's citizens because I love when we put on events like this that are for a good cause. And I love seeing the way the community just totally comes through with it. My favorite thing about working at a Withers Nation is the, the events that we put on and having mm-hmm. a room full of people and just seeing everybody interact or meeting people that they only speak to on the internet. And the fact that we're raising some money for a really good cause while we're at it, it just shows the dedication that nation citizens have and just their willingness to help support us in these initiatives. And I couldn't be more grateful that we're sold out tomorrow. It's going to be a great morning in Soho. I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait to see you then. We'll also have a new episode of Oilers Nation radio dropping later this afternoon. So I'll chat with you again in an hour here, BM. See you in a little bit. There you go. Let's get to the wrap for today's show. Uh, Mike makes a good point. Murray stays up so he can so he can sit in the press box. Broberg and Nemo need to play, whether it's in Edmonton or Bakersfield. And I agree with that. You know, Nemo doesn't need waivers. Send him down. Let him play 20 minutes a night. I, I wouldn't have waived Murray. I, I I agree. Get these young guys playing some meaningful minutes. I'd be doing the same thing with Dylan Holloway right now, but uh, that is not the case. He is still up with the Oilers, and I would fully expect him to be in the lineup tomorrow against the New York Rangers. Liam, let's get to our Betway picks of the day. No hockey yesterday. Our guy, Tony Pollard, didn't come through for us with the receiving yards either. So let's bounce back with some hockey picks. What do you like? I am chasing the juice. I'm going with two money line picks tonight. The Detroit Red Wings against the Arizona Coyotes, plus 115. They've hit it three in a row. May as well keep hope for a fourth. And then you look at Dallas against Winnipeg at home. They, uh, they've hit it three in the last four. So it's gonna, there's a lot of games on today, so there's a lot to pick from. But Thanksgiving weekend in the U.S., so hopefully a couple of U.S. teams can bring us a little bit of luck. Yeah, I don't hate either of those spots. I think the Stars against the Jets on home ice. Dallas has been absolutely lights out this season. Like, what's their home record? I feel like their home record is, like, one of the best in the NHL. Now they're 6-2-1 at home, so they've been decent on home ice. The Jets are just 500 on the road. That makes sense. The Red Wings have been playing some really good hockey as of late. They've gotten points in eight of their last ten. The Coyotes are starting to fall apart a little bit, or, I mean, they're, they're just doing Coyote shit. They're an easy team to bet against, <laughs> so I don't, uh, I don't dislike that either. My picks today at Daily Faceoff were uh, both for the morning games or the afternoon games, depending on where you are. I had a couple of shot props in Calgary, Washington. At Rasmus Anderson, he doesn't have one yet. I have John Carlson. Oh boy, he doesn't have one yet. So that's not going good. I also had the over in Montreal, Chicago. They've got one goal in the first 10 minutes. So it's, it's going okay there. Um, anyway, shout out to Betway. 19 plus, please play responsibly. What were you going to say? I'm good. I've just I've got England game in the corner of my eye, so I'm trying to interact oh, okay. with everything here. Yeah, you go. You <laughs> go get back to to watching England. Try to uh, bring it home, and uh, we'll put a wrap on the show today. If you want more Oilers talk, new episode of Oilers Nation Radio is going to drop in about eh, two and a half hours. Here, heading down to the office now to record that with Dan, Rick, Liam, and bagged milk so look for that wherever you get your podcasts from and also tomorrow morning 10 a.m mountain time live right here on the nation network youtube we are going to be ready to roll with an hour-long edition of the giant pregame show so we will chat with you then shout out to our friends at the sports closet shout out Sherwood ford as well and we will chat tomorrow have a good friday night Oilers fans 